All right, Steve Palmer here bringing another Lawyer Talk Q&A session. And if you haven't tuned into these and subscribed to Lawyer Talk Podcast, you should, because what we're doing here is uh, answering legal questions, things that come up not only in my day-to-day law practice upstairs, but also on the podcast and uh, on the Blitz 99.7. The idea is to give you access to answers to questions without having to listen to the entire podcast. Now, questions are coming in, as I said, not only upstairs in my law practice, and what I'll do sometimes is I'll... I'll take a question that I get on the phone from an actual client or somebody who wants to be a client, and I'll change the the names and the identities to protect the innocent, so to speak, uh, and then use it as a question down here. Also, at LawyerTalkPodcast.com, we get questions uh, fairly routinely. You can go to LawyerTalkPodcast.com. There is a, a form you use. I get the email, uh, and you can uh, submit your question that way. And as always, if you have a legal question that requires legal assistance or you just want to chit-chat, give us a shout, 614-224-6142. Not that you're going to need the number, but uh, it may be a good idea just to put it in your phone in case you do ever experience uh, unexpected trouble. Now, uh, to the question for the day, um, it so happens, and I've said this on the podcast, if you listened, I'm working on lots of appellate work these days. This is where people have been convicted by trial by jury or otherwise, sometimes just a judge, uh, and now they have they want to appeal their conviction and try to get it reversed I am talking here today about something called a direct appeal. This is where you're challenging the legal mistakes, the errors that occurred during your trial at the trial court level. And the question I got uh, yesterday as I finalized an, an appellate brief for a client was basically this. Will the court of appeals get all the records and the exhibits and everything else that was done at the trial court level? And the answer is generally yes. What happens is at the trial court level, when we start an appeal, we request the court reporter, that's the person uh, who's in charge of either recording the proceedings, sometimes it's just audio or video now, uh, but often it's a stenographer up front uh, taking shorthand of everything that is said and done. Uh, we request that individual to submit the record to the Court of Appeals, and the record includes not only everything that was said and done on the record getting recorded in the courtroom, but also the things that were filed, so pretrial motions. Uh, entries, decisions out of the judge, uh, anything that was submitted and included in the trial court record. Usually you can even see that online these days. Uh, This also would include exhibits. So if the defense offered an exhibit uh, or the prosecutor offered an exhibit and the jury got to see that exhibit or take it back, or even if not, it typically becomes part of the record that gets transmitted. Now, this is important because anything on direct appeal has to be raised only based on things in the record, only based on things that are there. If there's mistakes made outside the record, say in your attorney's office, or strategic decisions that weren't really strategic, or just general failures out of your counsel, or maybe you got a brand new witness that showed up after the trial, these are things that do not come up on direct appeal. There's something different for that. It's called post-conviction. We're not getting into it today. Um, But with respect to the direct appeal, all the record items have to be transmitted. And the other reason this is important is because in the context of an appellate brief, and and the one I'm working on now has a page limit of 25 pages, it is a very complicated case with multiple uh, legal and technical issues relative to the admission of evidence, the admission of expert testimony, and uh, general mistakes made by trial counsel. It's very difficult to raise all this in only 25 pages and do it thoroughly. Uh, you can sometimes ask for additional uh, page length, but you know we want to try to avoid doing that. If the Court of Appeals says, look, we don't like long briefs, let's not give them a long brief. Sometimes there's no choice, but uh, we try to stick within the rules. Uh, now, that doesn't mean we can't reference things that uh, are in the record, and that's exactly what we do. We use the appendix 
uh, sometimes just to duplicate things that they could, they being the Court of Appeals, could go see in the record. Uh, and other times we just cite the record and we direct the Court of Appeals to the source material we're relying on as we make our arguments. So in the case I'm working on, there is a there's some complicated expert reports. And, it, you know, in the page limits that I have, it's hard to duplicate those or even take excerpts from those uh, and still stay within the limit. So what we do is we either put them in the appendix or we just cite them uh, from the record, and that way the court has access to it. So as you're, as you're working with your attorney, your appellate lawyer, uh, these are good questions to ask. And, you know, what I always try to do is get a draft uh, in advance to my clients of uh, what I'm raising, the issues uh, that we're presenting for the Court of Appeals to consider. And and even if it's just a day or two in advance, just to let them know, hey, look, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it, and here's how we're doing it. And that's, in fact, how this question came up for my client this week. So anyway, on direct appeal, you raise, in summary, only things that are on the record, not things that are outside the record. We are looking for legal mistakes. We are looking for decisions uh, judges made in response to objections. Uh, maybe they excluded evidence, maybe they permitted evidence they shouldn't have, uh, anything along those lines. That's what we're looking for on direct appeal. doesn't mean that other stuff cannot be raised, but just not on direct appeal. Now, one final comment. If you do lose your direct appeal, let's say you lose, and, and, you, and this is Ohio we're talking about, uh, there's also appellate work in federal courts, uh, again, beyond the uh, short bite that we're taking here out of this topic. But if you lose, then you go to the Ohio Supreme Court and you ask the Ohio Supreme Court, and I say ask them, to review it. They don't have to. So the first step is to say, hey, look, Ohio Supreme Court, this is a great issue. It's got a broad scope. It's It's got big constitutional issues. There's conflicts of, of legal decisions here in Ohio. We need you to resolve it. And uh, and if they agree, if they think they it is important or they do need to resolve something, then they agree to review it. And then you submit a brief uh, on the merits of it. Now, if you win in the Court of Appeals, it's probably worthy of comment uh, to discuss what happens. If you win, they, they most of the time, they just send it back to the trial court and say, hey, you guys screwed up. You didn't do this right. Here's the mistakes you made. This person gets a new trial, or this person gets a new sentencing hearing, or whatever the remedy would be. In very rare cases, there's insufficient evidence for some legal reason, or maybe the verdicts were just so far afield from what the evidence uh, showed that the Court of Appeals just says, you know what, this is against the manifest way of the evidence, and we reverse it. And then you just get discharged and the case is over. That's a rare bird, though. Most of the time, if you win in the Court of Appeals, you go back to the trial court and you get a do-over and you get a retrial, hopefully this time with better success. So anyway, if you have your own questions about appellate work or anything else, just give us a shout, 614-224-6142. Likewise, OhioLegalDefense.com. That's the Yavich and Palmer website. I know it's funny. It doesn't say yavichandpalmer.com. It says ohiolegaldefense.com, but you know there's some reason for that. Uh, go to ohiolegaldefense.com. Send us an email if you have some questions or concerns about your own legal matter. If you just want to uh, talk about podcast questions, you can go to lawyertalkpodcast.com. And if you want your own podcast, it's probably worthy of mention. Just go to channel511.com. Down here in the studio, uh, lots of people are starting to uh, sign up for podcasts, I think, uh, it's becoming, and we thought this a year and a half ago or two years ago, but now it's really becoming the next greatest thing. Everybody wants a podcast and everybody ought to have one, and it ought to sound awesome and uh, come with great production. We can help. So this has been Lawyer Talk Q&A with Steve Palmer. As always, off the record, but on the air with your questions, at least until now.